Just treat yourself. Wow. Firm, yourself. The firm Jones? Yes. You want that firm one? Yes, right? the one that feels very uncomfortable yes. when it's happening. Yes. When's the uh, when's the Manny Petty? <laughs> I've never had one of those though, but I hear great things. I hear great oh, things. Oh, they're great. Yeah. Don't uh, discriminate. Wow. Zach with the flex about getting a massage. <laughs> Deep tissue. Talk about relating to the blue collar folk out there working oh, away. Hey, hey I'm don't give Aurora me. for it. Relax. <laughs> all right. Relax. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Aurora, you say. Uh, all right. Um, uh, great stuff. Uh, no, Sean. Uh, Matt Smith, D-Mac, you guys take it away, man. All right. Who's bringing the tacos back to the house? Who's uh, – are they gone? They, yeah, they're gone. They're gone? Yeah. That's it? Yeah, no, well, Zach's not because Zach's going to be on the massage table for about the next 90 minutes. Oh, man, I want some of them tacos. Some of those cochino tacos. Some of those cochino tacos. Cochino tacos you sure you want that cochino water. taco, do I you, d I do want the cochino taco. They're delish. Matt Smith, good to see you, buddy. Great to be here. How pal. you doing? I'm doing awesome. This good has to been see this has been an awesome couple of weeks. I'm I'm riding high right now. Okay, okay. What's yeah. uh, got you the most excited? It's the time of year. We finally made it through the off season, through summer. No more just baseball to watch on television. We actually have things to sink our teeth into, and you know. You know, the buffs are back, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, that's pretty great, D-Mac. You were riding high on that. Man, I gave uh, – good to see Drew back. Hi, Drew. Good to see you. There's KJ, Chicken Fingers, the star of KYGO. Look at him. Look at him. Is he? Uh, he was yesterday. boy. He was yesterday. Branching out, huh? Yeah. You, Kevin, KYGO, superstar. Attaboy. He goes. He's holding it down. He's, he knows all of them. Morgan Wallen, Florida, Georgia. Yeah. Uh, Oliver Anthony's. Uh, he's got them all down. He's, he's doing it all. I was giving everybody a little bit of a heart attack on the group text today because I was suggesting. Uh, don't. This is not how I want to start this. Really? Yeah, this is. Okay. Let's not do it. Don't, don't okay. give me a heart attack right now. Like, let's ease into the show. Yeah, we've seen you in a week. Yeah, please. Yeah. Before we can before we yell at each other. Amp up to reality of, of what? How about the big, a, story the, big story of the day. A big good story program? of the day. If you want to bring it up, I'll give you the opportunity at three. But otherwise, I'm not engaging. Really? In this, in this foolishness, DMAC. All right. I got to wait till three o'clock? Okay. All right, all right. If you know. want to. I don't know. I thought You're you, going to get hammered on if, the text if line. You wanted, so do you want if it now? If you wanted big-time college football, why are you playing at a JV stadium? Oh, my God. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, you know. You make me sick. <laughs> last, last time I checked, the big schools play at big places. This is college football. It's the Big 12. Yeah, yeah. St. Intermural's, brother. Yeah, the Big we 12. We played at a great stadium. Big 12. With the best backdrop in the country. Uh-huh. It's the Big 12. I, I, I guess, you know. You want you want certain things, but you don't want other things. All right, you teased it. You might as well say it. Why? Well, you know, I don't have to say anything. But I mean, you got you want Heisman's. You want national what championships. That, what, is, what, what do Heisman's and national championships have to do with stadiums? Well, I mean, you know, why are you playing in a sandbox? Go play where, where the big <laughs> boys play. This is college football. What are you talking about right now? In the group chat, I told DMAC, I said, you're going to give me an aneurysm worse than Jake Shapiro did when he said James Harden was better than Kobe Bryant, and I almost fell over my chair. D-Max suggested that since these games are already sold out, maybe they look to move them to Denver. That's what I said. We just moved away from Denver. The game next weekend was taken out of him. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I understand why. The, 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 the school was pathetic. Uh, you couldn't win a game to save your life, yeah. and nobody was going. Check. So Check. I get it. Well, I know. Actually, I understand. People were going. People were going. Not really. Oh, at Empower? Yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, no. oh, well, at, at Folsom or Empower? Not really to either. At Folsom, I mean, they had good crowds last you year. You were getting so, like 65,000 people at Folsom. And not to mention, it was a great. 56. It was a, the, the one game they had at Empower last year was darn near sold out. 
So right. that's right. Okay. That's right. My boy's got my back on this one. All right. Yeah. All right. That's all right. That's you just right. got you know you, who's who's the big USC comes to town. I can't wait. You know what? Just put that in the. Uh, I don't want to prognosticate. That in the small place. I don't want to prognosticate ahead too much. Where does USC play their home games? They play in the Coliseum. Oh my God! How many does that fit? Do you know how many show up each week? Why? Well, whose fault is that? USC, LA. Uh, all right. Well, what can I tell you? I mean, that's you LA's know. fault is who that is. If if Deion Sanders, let me ask you a tricky question. Okay. If he had a hundred thousand seat stadium to play Nebraska in, yes, the volleyball school, how many seats are going to be sold? This weekend. I would be surprised if they weren't all sold out. I agree. Yeah. I would, because you get more Nebraska fans, because if you had that many more seats, you'd be lowering ticket prices. Hey, who knew we would be sitting here talking about... I did. You know, oh, go, all right, all right, all right, all right. I did. You and Will Peterson. Yeah. Yeah. Is it was Will on the... Oh, Will's, Will on got, the Will's got the receipts. I love it. Do you have the receipts? I do. I told okay. Raj in January, load up, baby. Okay. Times right. are coming. I mean, we're talking Zach buy receipts. I didn't think they, and to be fair, when I joined you guys last week, I didn't think that they would beat TCU. I thought it was 30, I think I said 37-32, and then TCU would come away with a late touchdown. Wait and a they, second. Do you have receipts that you thought they were going to win or not? I told you that, well, first of all, you were the one last week who posed to Zach, what do you have to say to Matt and other people like that who think the Buffs could actually win this game? Those were words that came out of your mouth. I understand, but at the end of the day, now I got to give my guy Drew, Drew Spivak some credit. My guy Drew Spivak had some receipts, and there, if there was reasons for him to cash out. I had 37-32 TCU, and I had TCU winning by a late score was my official prediction when I hopped on with you and James last yeah, week. So you didn't believe? I Apparently not. You, apparently, you, you and Ed Werder. I knew they'd come out crazy. My guy Drew, listen, I got to give you credit, Drew. What'd you call, Drew? Because he had, a, he had, he could have uh, cashed in and cashed out. I could have, yeah. And he hung in there even when CU went down. Even when they went down, he hung in there. Yep. So, you guys were trying to you and KJ on the text on the group chat. Yeah. Talk me into cashing out. I was like, well, nope, I mean, you were, gonna, and I told you they are going to win this football game. Uh, hey, uh, oh I'm tipping. Boy. I'm, I'm tipping. I'm tipping my cap to you. Yep. I'm not. I'm not ragging on you. I'm saying way to go. But I mean, when you can make three times. And you decide to hang in there for more, my man. That takes some courage. He's a believer. That's 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 a believer. I folks. don't know if I could cash out three times. I'm. I think I'm. I'm there. You had the opportunity. You mean during the game? During yeah. The game. Yeah. Oh, the cash no. out. Option. Yeah. See, cash out is for suckers. It is. Yeah. <laughs> cash out is for suckers. Because it was like it was like for eighty bucks or something like no, that with no. with a chance to win two seventy five. I think it was if they won the game. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. I take my bet slip up to the window in Vegas, and I say, can I cash this out? What would they say back to yeah, me? Exactly. No, well, I'm not I mean, cashing rules, it out. The rules are the rules. There's different rules for different things. That's right. Well, Drew's a man of I conviction. give Drew credit, man, because, oof. I was like, man, you, you make three times. That's doing all right. I don't know. How'd you, how'd you have fun watching the game on Saturday? Loved it. Loved every second of it. Did not, did not even intend to watch the whole thing. Did not. Uh, but, you know, flipped it on. Had some other things my wife and I were going to be working on that particular day. We got some, well, we're, we're fixing to move. So we're, yeah. we're doing a lot of, you know, you've been part of that process a little bit, you know. <laughs> we're going through it right now. Yeah. yeah. So it was, you know, so we got, we got some things we got to do on the weekends. And um, I, I couldn't take it off. I, I could not flip it off. I didn't miss a set. I, I was transfixed. I was yelling at my wife, you got to watch this. We put it on like in the bedroom and in the kitchen so we could get, like go back and forth. I love it. I absolutely and there's love there's that. a little bit of a delay 
for my TV in the bedroom compared to the kitchen. Right. So I could hear my wife go, Wah! And I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, damn. All right. Like, that's something good. Right, right. You know? Yeah. So it was, it was, it was like that. I heard on, on social media, we were in the press box the first half an hour. We didn't have any Wi-Fi, so it was tough to see. We had to like I'm sorry, pers- what? We didn't have Wi-Fi. It was down <laughs> in the press box. It was too hot for Wi-Fi. That's that's what was going on. Damn. We had the personal hotspot off our phone, but I couldn't tell. There were some people that were complaining about the broadcast. Did Fox have trouble with the broadcast? I don't know. I thought Gus and Joel did an awesome job. Well, they're going to be back this week. I know. That's crazy, right? You know what time? Back the, to back? The big noon kickoff lot opens at 5 a.m. Okay. Okay. That's what time it opens. Fun. Because fun, it's 10 a.m. kickoff on Saturday. Awesome. I've, I'm so pumped. Uh, my, my son, who's 23... Uh, knows he went to Arizona State, but he knows a ton. Obviously, going to high school here, a ton of kids who went to CU. He's going up. He doesn't have a ticket. He doesn't care. He's just going up to go up. He just he said, "I'm just going to go up there and hang out with you know all these people and just chill. It'll be a blast. Just to be in Boulder. I'll tell you the big noon kickoff set. It's awesome. They got yeah. food trucks, DJ music. Yeah. They're giving away a bunch of stuff. People well, you are guys going have crazy. A, you guys have a good time, man. I can't wait. It's going to be a blast on Saturday. It is. I got a. There's everybody's coming in town. We were talking to Prime a little earlier this week. He said I have some friends coming that you guys are definitely going to love to see. So from what I've heard, who's that? A bunch of celebs is is from behind the scenes is what I've heard. Well, for sure, well, confirmed Stephen A. and Shannon Sharp. Oh, is that so, for sure? Yeah. Did Stephen A. get his throne to and, sit on? Yeah, and you know, wherever? Shannon Sharp said he's going to take the trip, too. So Okay. They, they handed okay. out 650 passes, and allegedly only 100 <laughs> are for Big Noon kickoff staff. It's going to be a zoo. It's going to be an absolute zoo. The eyes of the eyes of the country are going to be on the buffs again. It was the most watched program on television on Saturday. How, how great hey, is hey, that? Hey, D-Mac, where are they going to stand? Well, I can't stand on the sideline. There's no room. <laughs> this, this, I don't, don't don't ask for a sideline pass. That is true. Oh, it you is want to be like, it is like, like stuck against the wall. It's a tight fit. You can put everybody up on the uh, the rooftop there, the Champion Center. You know? Exactly yeah. the party deck. Yeah, the party deck. I don't know, but here's what KJ is saying. You know, when you play in a little teeny tiny place, I know, you know what he's saying. You can't, no. can't, can't, I'm disregarding to, that garbage. Get in there. They don't. Hey, they don't call it the medium house, do they? It's the big house, correct? Just check it. Okay, this is a new era. I love how CU people are all excited about everything that comes with Dion, except wanting to play in a you know a, it's an amazing a, a real stadium. stadium. It is an amazing. It's stadium. It's like the best venue in college. I football. don't know what you're talking Come about. On. Just because there's not that many people, it's intimate. It's going to be crazy on Saturday when he comes out behind Ralphie for the first time. Are what do you, you want? Hey, what do you me? want this program to be? You want him to be a national title contender or not? They're going to be next year. Wait, you can't win a national title playing in a 50, 50 what, 3,000 seat You can. Stadium? It looks silly, but you can do it. Why, well, does, it, why does it look silly? Well, to, in his defense. Because look at where Michigan plays. When was the last time Michigan won a title? Uh, look where point. Ohio State plays. Look at where Georgia plays. Look at where Tennessee plays. Look when at was where, the last time Tennessee won a title? Look at where Clemson plays. But, but that's yeah, not I mean, why you're... I mean, you keep going. <laughs> yeah. But this is not why you are competing for a national title because you have a bunch of fans in the stands. I mean, Texas A&M draws how many, and Jimbo Fisher goes out there every weekend and trips over wow. his own shoelaces. When, when Texas A&M has Dion next year, they're going to be sold oh, out. you are in something the, else. In the right side stadium. You are something else, This is my the friend. drive of the fan. Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. Uh, Matt Smith, it's D-Matt, Matt, KJ, good to have Drew back, Chicken Fingers hanging out there, the crew, with you on this beautiful 
Thursday afternoon. The kickoff to the NFL season is here. Listen. Can you believe that? I do hope, and we'll get into that in a second. I, I, I do hope you understand as I'm looking at the text line. Oh, are they bearing you as they should? No, 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 not, not really. Um, there's a couple of sensitive people out there. But um, I was serious about, wow, if the game's really or that sold out, if it's happening like that, um, what about moving it to a bigger stadium? But then the way that you guys responded made me want to just, you know, take yeah. a baseball bat to a beehive and just <laughs> smack it around worst. a little bit. I don't know what to tell you. But I, I love games up at Folsom, obviously. Yeah. It's, it's an unbelievable um, facility. It is interesting. That if you do the right things, and and trust me, Matt, I and and you can look it up, but I bet you, um, the dome. It used to be the Carrier Dome in Syracuse, sure. But I bet the seating capacity in the dome and Folsom are probably pretty similar. I bo- I bet they're both around. Yeah. back that take up, D Mac. Back that take up, D Mac. What's that? Syracuse forty nine, and what's Folsom? 56. Yeah, fifty six. I think. Something like that. You're just, you're just saying that number. No, you're not, not looking up. Drew actually looked up. Drew will look up now. Folsom Field capacity is fifty thousand. Okay, so it's it's identical. Syracuse and Folsom are identical. Having games on campus, of course, is the way to go. It's the best experience. And frankly, you know, um, the the dome and Folsom, we both. Seeing what it's like when things aren't going well, and it's, uh, you know, it's hard to fill up that 50 grand. Saw my guy, Orlando, who did such a great job calling the Syracuse Colgate game on ESPN ACC Network. And man, oh man, if they had 31,000 in there, Matt, I think they'd be lucky. Uh, you know, Col- Colgate's game. not drawn that much. They don't no. travel, their fans don't travel. No, it's just like, you know, if it's not exciting to go to, if it's not that big of a deal, then nobody cares if it's a big deal. See, when you get those games at, Michigan and Alabama. I mean, it doesn't matter who you're playing. It's just that the game's happening. And and CU's not quite not there because oh, they're they there just, now. They haven't been there. But if they're there now, it does bring up an interesting question. If you really are one of those type of schools, if you really are playing those games, do you want to take some of those games? Not all. Certainly not all. But let me give you an example with Utah, right? Utah's the last game. It's a home game, correct? What if that game is for – what if it really does mean something? What if it's a – Like su- it did in 2016. Yeah. yeah. What, what if that is – In 2016, it was packed to the brim for I mean, that just, Utah game. Just, just to, for the sake of argument, what if um, Colorado-Utah – let's have some fun here. What if that's the number three team in the country going against the number four team in the country? Well, that would be unbelievable, but I highly doubt we get there. I'm just going to – Are you sure? Yes. Yeah. Why? Why, why not? I just – that, that that's too much after one game. Like the, I don't well, want to bite I, off I'm that much. I'm not saying maybe even this year, but I mean, At, do, do you believe? I just read. Well, you sent it to me. There's a five-star yeah. quarterback who wants to come to see you. The number one overall quarterback in 2025 is now extremely interested in Colorado. Bryce right, Underwood. So, so we can't dream big here. We can't have nice things. What, what's dreaming big? I don't understand. what Dreaming you're saying. big is contending for national championships next year. I think they will have a team that will be able to do that. All right, listen. I'm, I don't want to. But why does the, why does playing at Folsom Field have anything to do with that? Well, I don't you just you that. just want to highlight your program the best that you can, and I think it's an uh, unbelievable way to highlight it. Big noon kickoff, 10 a.m. against right, Nebraska right, right. on national television at Folsom, at Folsom Field, where okay. it is absolutely stunning. What do you want to play down here in the parking lots at a power field? Let me ask you a question, and and this I, I swear I'll make the last of this, uh-huh. okay? Because I'm you know uh-huh. boy, you see you people. Yeah. But you see, you people. Holy cow! <laughs> I don't what, what was what the Nash? What was the last national champion 
to have seating for less than 60,000 in their home stadium? I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I mean, can no. we go back through the national champions of the past 10 years? Well, I, mean, I think that's why what they? CU... Alabama, Georgia... Yeah, well, I think that's why what's happening at CU LSU. is so special. But that's why what's happening up there is so special, is because this is different. Is because it is a smaller school. It's not your Alabama, LSU, Florida's. It's not your SEC. This is a Pac-12 team that has become the biggest story in sports. It is wild what's happened over the last week. Uh, let me ask you another kind of weird technical question. Is there a way for them to expand Folsom somehow? Is that is that at well, all possible? They need to renovate the west side. The, the whole field house has to that, go. That that is ridiculous. It's, that it's, is it's embarrassing. Horrible. Over, what is that called? That Bulch field house. Yeah, man. You gotta yeah. right. You gotta tear that down. Completely. Come to the ground. Okay. To the ground. Yeah. And, and if you do that, you have tons more room to add some more seating and things like that. You can do a lot of different things over there. Are they allowed to where the student section is? Put another level on top of that somehow mm. and make it more of a complete bowl. Oh, you mean on the south end zone? Mm-hmm, yeah. The student section isn't there. That's the thing. It kind of wraps around to there, but it's actually on the east side. It starts on like the 40, 50-yard line on the east side of the stadium. It wraps around the end zone. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you know what I'm saying. You, you could know, hypothetically. Yeah, you could hypothetically. Because that's just open. That's There's nothing on top of that. You would hate to do that, though, because you lose your view of the flat irons right there. That's where the that's what that's your moneymaker right yeah, that's there. That's a good point. There so are ways to do you're it. You're a little trapped. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. But you got to get rid of Balch. Oh, adios. See you later. I, right. I've been, we've been begging for them to tear that down, a new press box for ages. But look, they just hired Prime, right? I, hopefully, hopefully, I said, I actually made a joke to somebody the other day. They should host the big noon kickoff set in there and put Rick George's Venmo on the screen so he can be sent money for a new facility because that place is really bad now. It needs to go. If Dion can win, win. Mm-hmm. When Dion wins, more than six games this year. Mm-hmm. The the money that will be flowing in to see you. Oh, it, it'll be so. And you know what was interesting was that, did you see the Johnny Manziel documentary? Yeah. They built a $770 million stadium on the back of what he did after one season. Uno season with Johnny Football. Yeah, but that's that oil money down there at A&M. It's a little bit different now. It's a little bit different now. I'm just saying, after one season, on the back of one remarkable season, the school itself, wherever and however you got the money, was able to invest in a $770 million stadium. Well, I'll tell you Things what. happen fast, is my point. <laughs> Rick George was standing next to me in the press conference after the TCU game, and I almost said to him, you better get the money for a raise going, because I've never seen no doubt a bigger it. collection of national writers in one room then we're standing in the tunnel of Amon Carter Stadium that afternoon. What do you think it would take for Dion to really stay? How much money is the salary? $20 million? At least, yeah. 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 I mean, what's he at? Six-ish right now? Yeah, I'd what, have to look is, up the numbers. What I'd is, have to look uh, it up. What, what, what does Saban make? What, what are the big, big guys? I'll make? tell you this. The contract better be triple digits. You better be talking about a $100 million contract. Guaranteed $100 million over? No question. I mean, the, the amount of right, exposure. I mean, whatever. Well, I'm just saying the amount of exposure that he's already brought, he's already paid for himself. What, what does, what do, do we know what Saban makes a year? No, I have actually no idea. what He's definitely the, it's either him or Jimbo that's the highest paid. He's probably the highest paid. But it's one of the two. Okay. But they're going to have to make a whatever. significant so, upgrade. So that's got to be Dion. That's what you got to do for him. You have to. If you want to keep him. If you want to keep him. Yeah. yeah. We'll see what happens in two but, years. But I'll tell you this. If you can figure that out, 
<laughs> Why would he leave? I don't think there is a reason to be a hundred. You got to figure that you. out though, and I don't think it's about. I don't think he like needs the money. I think it's what the money says. A hundred and fifty percent. And it just can't be like, well, I got to go somewhere else because it's what the money says. Well, you know what's going to happen this offseason. Now, after what we've seen, all the big boys are going to come calling. If you are firing a head coach no this offseason, they are going to throw the biggest contract probably in all of professional or collegiate coaching. Got a question for at you. Deion we'll, Sanders. We'll answer it on the other side. Everybody ready for the question? Would you rather have in 2025 for the Denver Broncos... Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, mm. or Deion Sanders and Shadur Sanders in 2025. Hang on. We'll get to that coming up next. Working on the night shift, baby. Dying for your touch like crazy. Racking up the overtime hours. Loving how we're working. Got to give our guy Drew a little bit more credit. He did some research. I asked the question, what was the last school? To have under 60,000 seating capacity that won a national championship, and it looks like the last school that did that, CU. Been a minute now. Been a minute now, D-Mac. Oh, it was Georgia Tech Stadium, because they, weren't they tied for that good old? Uh, I shouldn't say that. Unspoken words about that tied natty. We'll just uh, All right. forget. I Should I just You're dump? just on thin just, ice. The, the whole start, the, to, we're half hour in here. Throw the dump button on half that. Half hour in here. I want to mention the unspoken words about the tied half championship. Half hour in. Uh, okay, the question was, in 2025, would you rather have Dion and Shadur Sanders or Sean Payton and Russell Wilson? 2025. Can I explain why I'm saying that, too? Yeah. First of all... You threw me off when you put Dion in there as well. Well, first of all, I do think Shadur will come back. I think he's going to have a spectacular Heisman talked about, maybe winning... Finalist, at least. Yes, yeah. I do. I think he's going to have that type of season based off what we saw and who's coming down the pipe. I'm not exactly sure how you're going to stop CU from averaging... 38 or so points a game. Will the defense hang in there? I don't know. Will you make mistakes on special teams? You know, who knows? But will Shadur Sanders have those type of numbers? I believe the answer is yes. Travis Hunter is going to be back for another year no matter what. And you're not going to lose him. And the degree of highly talented people that you're going to have flocking to CU is going to make the 2024 season, CU is going to be put in the conversation of competing for a national championship, at least a top 10 ranking probably for the entire season. Preseason top 10 team. Right. Wow. And I just think that is too much for Shadur to miss out on, even if he was going to be a top 10 NFL pick. I just think it's too much. It's history. He's making tons of NIL money. It's just too much. Well, that would be the part of it. Right, you're going to have to come to the table, and not only that, he already has Mercedes and Beats NIL deals. He's got all these big ones, but he'll get more. Uh, he's going to be a wealthy, deservedly young man on his own merits before he ever leaves school. He already is. It's just going to keep accumulating. Good for him. He deserves every single penny. So the rush to go to the NFL will be relatively negligible, and especially because he has a possibility in 2025 of being the number one overall pick, if not number one, maybe top three. And if not number one, perhaps some sort of trade sort of scenario where teams work it out so they could get him. That's good news too for the Broncos because if there's some sort of trade scenario 
that you could do to acquire him. Well, that puts him in the running. And did you notice today, Caleb Williams, his people are putting out there. Mm. Caleb may just go back for another year if he doesn't like the situation. Yeah, Caleb's daddy came out yesterday and said, it's not, it's not set in stone yet. Yeah, because you don't have to do any of this crap anymore because of the NIL stuff. You can force the hand, especially when you have flexibility. Listen, Andrew Why Luck is his daddy bat- talking anyway? Because he's a trusted advisor for Caleb. That's, that's nothing wrong with that. It's far from the first time we've heard a top prospect's dad come out and talk about it. Wait, you got a You're problem with wrong. mom or dad talking for their kids? But how many Arizona Speak it into existence, quarterbacks KJ. do they need speaking for their quarterback? All right, well, All right, you take well, your sour grapes, put them back in the fridge. Yeah, man, I, I don't know what to say about that. Moms and dads have often spoken for their athletic sons. Uh, now, to KJ's point, does it ever really benefit the player not usually it depends what the situation is it all depends worked out all right for lamar jackson sure did with no agent and his mom basically speaking for him sure did looks like he's doing okay worked worked great for the ball family joking um so so my reasoning is Shadur has plenty of money plenty of history plenty to play for plenty 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 so 2025, he could be in the catbird seat, and who knows with the Broncos. Russell Wilson is turning 35 this November, okay? Then he'll be turning 36 in 2024. So in 2025, he'll be turning 37 years of age. You would have had three seasons with Russell Wilson and Sean Payton, or one, two, two, I guess. I'm sorry, two, two seasons with them, three seasons in general with Russ. I mean, certainly we'll know what we got with Russ at that point, correct? Oh, yeah. We're going to know much, much sooner than that. So this question isn't really that complicated. No. Do you believe in Russ and Sean Payton, or would you rather see? And I think the only way Dion coaches in the NFL, Matt, is to coach his kid. And I think they give that basically a five-year run. And then likely Dion's probably done at that point. I mean, he's he's done like everything he could possibly do. Um, and that is pretty damn exciting. And, and at first yesterday I thought, I don't know, man. I think he's just a college coach. But then I heard Adam Schefter and he goes, well, why would we doubt anything with Dion Sanders right now? And I'm like, you know what? Adam's right. I mean, if, if he wants to do it, I, I don't know why he couldn't. I think he would want to do it, though, with his own son. So I think it's a rare set of circumstances. I don't think Dion's looking at the NFL like, oh, that's the next level. Oh, I got to do that. I don't think it's like that whatsoever. I think it is strictly about would he want to co- coach his son um, who would be more than qualified to be considered for an NFL team, you know, a- after in the 2025 draft. I don't think so. He has been on record many, many a time saying that he doesn't want to coach NFL players because he doesn't want to coach pros who don't respect the game the way he does. But I think it's more than that. I think Dion's special sauce is in recruiting, and it's but you're going to have to tell me folks. why he wouldn't want to coach his son in the NFL. Because I agree with you on that. Sure. But you got to tell me why he wouldn't want to coach his son. Because it's not just his son; it's an entire team of those guys. And in the NFL, when have we ever seen a father-son duo in the NFL I don't with know coach if we've and ever quarterback? That I would be that would be uncharted. Has it ever happened? I don't think so. I so couldn't name anybody. Right up, isn't that right up Prime's alley? Maybe, but you doing stuff that never existed before. His style, I don't think, would fly as well in the pros. When was the last time we saw Travis Hunt, a guy like Travis Hunter, play in two ways? 
he would be maybe one of the only guys that I could think of that maybe with the rah-rah stuff could make it work at the pro level. But right, almost let's forget, everything let's, I know hey man, tells let's me that, about, that would not happen. Let's forget about if he would do it. What do you think? Let's get past that. Okay. Just just play my game. All right, I'll play your game. Just say he does want to do that. Okay. Who would you rather have? Well, Dion and Shador. Not Why? even close. Why? Because I think that Dion has a magnetism that he could, if he chose to go that route, he, first of all, he'd recruit the best of the best free agents. That's number one. Okay. Number two, I think he'd assemble a great coaching staff because he gives his coaches shine. I talked to him a little bit this week about the offensive coordinator, Sean Lewis, who I thought called a brilliant game plan. Guy goes from a head coach to a coordinator in college and wow. And I asked Dion, I said, when you were looking for an OC, what was it about Sean that made him the perfect fit? And he said he always thought they were good defensively, their system, the coaching system. So he's going to get great coaches in. Going to get great coaches in. He's going to get the best. He's going to get your best free agents. And I think with Shadur, you're looking at potentially – a really, really special player. You know, Matt, the vast majority of guys in the NFL are under, like, 27 years old. I know. I, just... they're, they're, I get it, the older guys. I get why the rah-rah and all that stuff might not work with some of the older guys. But most of the guys on the team are still pretty young. Here's what most I think will are. happen. Here's what I think will happen. I think he'll coach two years at CU. Mm-hmm. And if he still wants to be there, we'll see. But after two years, Shiloh has one more year. Travis has one more year. And Shadur could leave this year. For some reason, he played himself into a top-five pick. But I w- like you said, I think he comes back. What I think happens is I think Shadur goes to the NFL. Dion goes back to TV, makes over $10 million a year, flies around on Sundays, what? and watches his kid play. That's what I think no happens. No way. You take the stress off yourself. You, no you, way. The one thing you don't understand. Zero. I, see, I don't necessarily Zero. agree. Zero. He's, he's born to be a coach. He's not give. I mean, unless he has some health issues. It and, is. And God That's bless him for... I don't even know how he was on his feet for four hours. I don't know how he did that. When he came back to the locker room, the two people that were rushing the ice bucket were running so fast, the water was going all over the hallway. Yeah. It's a problem. He had to sit down during the game. He oh, didn't really make I, it I can't all four believe, hours. I can't believe he did what he did. It's, it's remarkable, and he has nothing but my respect on that. He said this week he'll just keep getting it shot up and keep taking different meds. He's going through it, man. I don't uh, think he's going right. to want to do he this has, forever. If he has health issues, I mean, I get it, but... I think if he really seriously has health issues, he'll just figure out a way to sit and coach and, you know, figure it out one way or the other. Maybe, but that's that that nicks away your pride a little bit. Uh, okay, I get it. I mean, I get all of it. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why he wanted to run out in front of the team at So TCU. you think he's done in two years? I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance. All right, so if he's done in two years, come coach the Broncos. Again. Right. Do you think Sean Payton's going to be here for more than three years? <sighs> we'll see. The wicker, the wicker champagne right? made it seem like he's got nowhere else to go. So I, I don't know. I think he might end up being here for a little while, D-Mac. All right, well, let's dig into the wicker champagne. And, and I'd be, love to see your feedback. 303-713-1043. What would you rather have at this point? Would you rather have Shador and, and Prime in 2025 or Russ and Sean Payton? And I could give you this Russ-Sean Payton thing, man. Sean Payton develops for us. Russ is, is yes, he's turning 37. But so what? Aaron Rodgers is going to play in his 40s. So did Tom Brady. I mean, if you can really get Russ together and bring back a Hall of Fame quarterback, damn, man, after three years with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, if things go well, you may be just on the cusp of a dynasty that now mm. you're getting a bargain for because of that contract. So Sean Payton and Russ mm. could give you a chance to win multiple Super Bowls over the next four or five years. 
if they can figure that out together, and is Sean Payton a Hall of Fame coach? Arguably. Is Russell Wilson a Hall of Fame quarterback? Arguably. And that's experience and a lot of hard work together rather than starting from the beginning with two guys who are completely unproven. So I can give you a very strong Sean Payton, Russell Wilson argument at the same time. Well, that's what would be better for them. The best case scenario is that this works out. The best case scenario is they don't have to do that. The circumstances that would have to take place for them to even wind up with the Shadur, I mean, that's crazy talk. I mean, they they would have to be god-awful next year. We should want the answer to that question. 100%. Be Sean Payton and Russell Wilson because it means we can see it starting to work this year just like we've seen it start to work with Prime and Shador and Travis and all of our great friends as we're learning all their names now up there at CU. In terms of that Wickersham article, man, that breakfast table gets lonely in September. Those screwdriver slushies on hole 13, you never miss it. This is The Drive on the Fan. It's The Drive on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Mac, Matt Smith, KJ, Drew. See who else bumps in here today. Mace will be along relatively soon. What else we got? Checking, checking, checking. First day, we got NFL action for you. Oh, I can't wait. It's a season opener tonight. Hey, is um. Has Kelsey been ruled out? Do we know with Kelsey? G- game time decision. Game time decision. Game time decision. Okay. How about that news yesterday? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Schefter tweets out, test negative. Turns out Travis Kelsey's ACL still intact. I went, wait, wait, Adam, is that still in question? Was that a question? I, I didn't, didn't know that was a I question. I didn't know that either. I thought it was just a hyperextended knee. Can you imagine? I mean, God forbid. You don't want to. I'm just saying. That would, that would open the door in a, in a real way, I think. I think. Um, Jerry Judy was practicing today, according to Mike Kliss. We'll dig into um, the Broncos and everything going on there a little bit. Hey, we should have. Hey, Sean Payne already talked here today. But we got we to gotta see what he had to say today. <laughs> Did you hear him Sean, from Monday? Sean's not talking today. He's not talking today? Day. Oh. So he's not going to talk on coordinator talking. day. Nope. Yeah, oh, plus wow. I'm done hearing from that guy. Just Monday, Wednesday, Friday. <laughs> what do you mean you're done hearing from him? I'm done with that guy, man. So he's not going to talk on coordinator day. He wasn't supposed to, though. He was only, Troy told me on Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday for Peyton this week. Okay. Yeah. Did you? I'm, I'm just getting used to the new, the new deal. We took that live on Monday morning. My goodness. Oh, wow. The four minute and 10 second. Uh, yeah. That was worth taking. I thought that was entertaining as hell. Oh, I thought it was entertaining. Absolutely. Yeah. But a giant waste of time for everybody who logged on to the Zoom call. All right. So, well, yeah, listen, I'm interested to hear from Joe Lombardi and uh, VJ and uh, Kowika, Kowika, Katwika. Katwika. Katwika? No Is that idea. how you say it? No, I think it's Katwika. Yeah. What did you think of the Wickersham piece? What a piece. What a piece. What stood out to you? Well, how about the headline? Sean Payton is here to save the Denver Broncos and himself. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, a little holier than now. Um, it painted a story of a man that was definitely floating between things. Yeah. You know, they always say that money doesn't buy happiness. Mm-hmm. I'd like to test that theory because I think I could beat it. But Sean Payton falls into that category. you got to fill your days, though, Matt, one way or the other. Listen, oh, you could fill them, pal. Most people, it's, it's a matter of um, survival. The vast majority of fans, you listening, the vast majority, you got to work. You have to work. I have to work. You have to work. You we have all, to have something all, that keeps you going. We, yeah. But, yeah, but, but for most people. It is financially driven, although it would be wonderful to 
be able to give back to charity and, and all that sort of stuff. But the vast majority of people. You need a purpose. It's about your purpose is survival in general. Well, maybe that, your purpose. Survival? Yes, financially, yes. Okay, the, the financially. Vast, the vast majority of people in this world, in order to survive, uh, their purpose is to, you know, you got to figure it out financially for yourself and your family. But there's a strange percentage of people out there, and it's small, that don't have to work. And Sean falls into that category. And Sean falls into that category. And it's, it's, a, it's a weird place, but so, what is your purpose in life when you don't need to work for money? You know what it paints? It paints a, a picture of somebody who's extremely highly functioning and loves to be in control. And obviously, that's pretty much a, a baseline requirement to be an NFL head coach. But it's really hard to do that if you don't have a purpose. Like, what are you? What are you in control of? The Breakfast Club's, you know, prop bet. Are you keeping? Are you keeping the tab? Or are you the well, bookie here? You should here? explain what the Breakfast Club is. The Breakfast Club up at the Gaza Ranch in Idaho. By the way, Idaho Sean. I need to hang out with Idaho Sean. Quarter Lane Sean. Quarter Lane Sean. He doesn't wear a watch. He's on quarter lane time. <laughs> he doesn't have any plans in quarter lane. Mm-hmm. The Breakfast Club, Wayne Gretzky. John Elway. John Elway. John Cooper. John Cooper, Tampa Bay Lightning coach. Yep. And then was it Kelly Chase? Yep, I think he played the, in the NHL. And then yep. I think there's some other characters that are sprinkled in mm-hmm. throughout the Gaza summer. They're eating breakfast every morning. Eggs, toast, slamming down coffee. Wayne's telling them to let's go get in the cart. And he's saying, I'm playing. Getting those bets together, whatever they're going to play for that day. And then they're playing, and Sean's spraying his drive all over the course. He's got the cuts all over his calves for spending so much time uh, in the, off the fairway. Losing, losing golf balls is he the worst. He hates losing golf balls. That's the worst. Driving the golf cart with the license plate that says Peyton mm, on it. Mm. Anyway, there were a couple other things that I thought were that were interesting. He also rolled but the golf cart. that being said, real, real quick. Yeah. Um, he's doing that every day. He kept doing it into September. Oh yeah. And then all of a sudden the breakfast club was, well, camp closes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody goes, everybody goes home. Summer, and summer wraps up. School starts in the fall. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden he's, but the article talks about him just being at that table, like looking around, like it's a lot lonelier than it used to be. The hell did everybody go? <laughs> yeah. Tanner, the waiter up there at the Gazer, he's like, Tanner. No, Gretz checked out this morning. Yeah. yeah, Gretz is gone. Yeah, man, it's September eighth. Well, what are you doing? Are you you work you working today? <laughs> I got a double tonight, Sean. We got a big banquet tonight. It's we got a wedding to, in it's town. It's about to snow here in, in Idaho here in another week and a half. Struggling to string together a foursome. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a tough life up there. Well, that's what he was dealing with. It's it's a it's it's a lot of solitude in the mountains when you lose your friends. And then he gets the Fox job. It's one day a week. Oh, Sundays, and he is there before the doors open. They gave him a key to the facility, basically. And he stayed until the very last snap of Sunday Night Football. He stayed until somebody said, you can go home. Yeah, we don't need you anymore, by the way. This is all part of the article. We're not making this up. This is part of the article. All part of the Wickersham piece. And Sean, when told that he could go home because he had no more obligations to fulfill, he he goes, I don't have anywhere to go. Because on the weekends, or on the weekends, they would stay in Manhattan Beach. They Mm -hmm. got a place they rented. And during the week, they'd go back to Gaza. So you're back and forth and back and forth. I don't know if Skyline's always going to Manhattan Beach with him, but I imagine she is. I, I bet she did for a while. Yeah. But then maybe, you know. Yeah. That, that beach house gets lonely, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and anyway, I, 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 love the, I love the thought that this is a guy who literally needs to be in control of everything in his life, and he has nothing to control. So a big part of this piece digs into his personal life about 100%. just kind of, he was a little bit lost, wasn't he? Yep. And they met, and he met Skyline because he was divorced during his suspension. 
Yeah. And he was divorced and they met and he was sending her pictures of his rehab progress and she was giving him words of encouragement. And then those guys are summer nights. I mean, you know, they fell in love. And then what was the story? How he's all dressed in black when he proposed to her yeah. and they played that country song that that has the line, the man in black that they well, love so a, much. It's a June and Johnny Cash sort of song. And there was some sort of relative country singer who was connected to it. So he made a big deal about his proposal to Skyleen. It was a Jumbotron engagement. Oh, it was. Had, you know what it was? Mickey Loomis's wife took Skyleen out for drinks or out for dinner, and he surprised her at the restaurant yeah, with the song. Yeah, but it was a whole thing. Like, it was a lot of people. It was a production. There was a whole production to it. It was definitely a Jumbotron engagement, Matt. And then back at Gazer, not this summer, but last summer, he rolled the golf cart. Broke his hand. Broke his hand. Was in some serious pain. You know what I thought? I thought, I wonder what he... I wonder what he was thinking when we broke the Russell Wilson golf cart story. <laughs> that that was, happened, too. That's right. That was uh, the Matt Smith special. Yeah, that was the Matt Smith and special. And they redesigned the corner. The coach's corner. They renamed it the coach's corner, and they redesigned, you know, to make the path a little bit more safe. So he's got a little bit of him out there on the uh, golf path. At the end of the day, we're talking about a man that was losing the jump balls of life. That's what we were talking about. That was one of my favorite phrases that Wickersham put in this article. Sean was just losing the jump balls of life, and that was from him himself. All right, so big story of the day. Let's get to the Broncos and the Raiders, and why does any of this matter? We'll hear from the coordinators, and we'll get to the football aspects of it. There's but also some other juicy stuff in here. There's a lot, and we can dig all through it. And, um, and yeah, okay, so it, it sort of sets up that this is a, a, a guy who's struggling. Just where's his place? Where's his purpose? Right. What is his purpose now? And it does explain why he wants to get back into it. But what does that mean for everybody else? Fans, players, other coaches, everybody else. And does that translate, and it might, to a winning culture and a championship with the Broncos? Big story of the day is next.